All right, we are live. It's game day Winnipeg here on Bonfire Sports. To my virtual right, the legendary Chris Walby, the greatest offensive lineman to ever play in the game. He's going to help set you up for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 2022 season opening game Friday night against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, Chris, you are the greatest, in my opinion, and in many, many. Greatest old no. lineman to ever play this game, a Winnipeg born and bred uh, native son uh, to Southern Manitoba here. But we've got a player on the field Friday night who is widely considered maybe the greatest offensive lineman of American descent to ever play in the CFL. You must be talking Stanley Bryant. You betcha. Listen, Stanley Bryant is a stud. Uh, he is what I call Mr. Consistent. A uh, three-time winner of the most outstanding offensive lineman. I mean, the guy, and he was a runner-up. I was a runner-up twice. I won twice. But, hey, listen, when you watch that guy play, he rarely, very rarely ever makes a mistake. He's always – he's one of the leaders. He's a quiet leader. You don't hear him do the rah-rah. He's got the deep voice. But you know what? He leads by example. Uh, you got Spitfire on the other side with uh, Jamarcus Hardrick, who's, uh, you know, loud and rambunctious and running all over the place. And then you just, you just got Mr. Solid. And I agree with you. I think Stanley Bryant's going to go down in history as one of the greatest of them all. I mean, I look what he's done and uh, just a phenomenal football player. This whole offensive line that they put together, uh, you know, with a Couture who won the, as we mentioned in the preseason, uh, probably one of the nicest awards you can get is when you get voted by your CFLPA yep. uh, Players Association because they can't vote for your own team. So it's the opponents that get to vote for you. And Michael Couture won that award. But Patty Newfield, Jamarcus Hardrick, uh, it's going to be great to watch Jeff Gray get his opportunity at left guard right now. Uh, and then, of course, the, the aforementioned Stanley uh, Bryant, the Bulldog. So, I mean, uh, yeah, they it's it just crazy when you look at it. Uh, you know, I was looking at both uh, of the uh, rosters. And I have to admit, I gave, I'm going to give Winnipeg a little pump today because I was trying to download their uh, depth chart earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. And everything was still 2021. Okay. And just uh, for, a, you know, I said, you know what, one more trial, try it an hour. I tried an hour and there it was. So good good for them getting that depth chart on her because I like that. When it's you're the bane a, of your existence, isn't it? Finding that depth oh, chart every day? Nuts, man. I like to know who's there. I like to know who's dressed. You know, yeah. there's so many rumors. Like they were talking about Jeff Coat. Now we find out Jeff Coat is not playing. Uh, he's got a bit of an ankle wonk, so he's not going to play. Uh, they're going to go with uh, LB Mack, the third, and obviously uh, Cedric Wilcox. So I think you said was getting a lot of the uh, first-team reps yeah. uh, during the week. So um, two new guys playing over in that spot. That's right. And and I do see Cedric Wilcots as the guy that's maybe going to get the most work there. But LB Mack, uh, wearing number 52, will be rotated in, as with 93 Cedric Wilcots. It's a hit, Chris, that uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers um, – are, are without Jackson Jeffcoat. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. as good, if not better, than Willie Jefferson uh, in 2021 in, in the opinions of, of many people. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to everybody who's joining us in the live chat. Andre, Dylan, uh, Tyler, Robert, we see you out there. Andre mentioning to you, Chris, you need a bonfire hat ASAP. It took us about 45 minutes, but we got one uh, on the shelf there over yeah, your it's shoulder. On the back, but, uh, <laughs> you know, for your viewers, I'm working in the backyard. I came up, I was just drenched. I put the hat on. I got a, a little bit of sun, but when I put the hat on, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, DB, Darren Bombing said, I can't even see you anymore. So 
Well, Chris, you you look you are so tanned and so midsummer. You look like you just got off the fishing boat and you're and you're ready to kick back with a couple cold ones. Well, the cold ones is for sure. The fishing boat, not so much. Not so much. I did get my dock in last week, so I'm very happy. And uh, within the next ten days, I'll have my pontoon in and look out. Then I'll have some fun. But hey, hey, anyway, DB on a serious note, it is great to be here. I, I, you know what? A lot of guys they talk about the preseason. I'm not a big preseason guy. No, I, guess, I guess I like to see the new guys what they do because that's where they primarily get a chance to play. But I love when we come to the live games now where we get to see where it's all about. We get to see Zach Kolaris. We get to see some of these players, Greg Ellingson in a bomber uniform. I'm excited to see these guys go. And then conversely, on the other side, look at this is the first time we get to see Lapo, Paula Police's team, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who used to coach the Winnipeg offense. Buck Pierce was under him. You don't think there's a little similarity going on that, that uh, Paulo Police says, listen, I knew Buck uh, Pierce has thrown some wrinkles in there, but you know they had a bit of uh, Paulo Police they kept there. So it's really going to be interesting how much Paul recognizes what they've running and what they're doing and how he's going to help that defense. We are going to get into all of the details on the Ottawa Red Blacks and uh, the matchup on Friday night, Chris. Uh, expectations for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as they strive for the ultra-rare three-peat Grey Cup championship with uh, two under their belt and a banner going up at IG Field on Friday night. Um, yeah. But for, I want to get through this Blue Bombers roster. It will be different. This is a different team than the one that hoisted the cup in Hamilton and shattered 25,000 uh, in attendance there in gold and black, shattered their hearts uh, to win uh, their second Grey Cup championship. But, uh, you know, big shout out to everybody. I got to say this right now who are joining us from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Hustler and Remo linking right to us. Uh, and thanks for joining us for Game Day Winnipeg here on Bonfire Sports. The legend, Chris Walby, to my virtual right, getting you set for Red Blacks Blue Bombers at IG Field on Friday night. Beautiful weather, Chris. Let's take a look uh, at the Blue Bombers uh, depth chart going into this game. We already mentioned Jackson Jeffcoat. If you can see my cursor on the screen there, uh, he is out with a ankle injury. That's uh, what was official uh, on uh, the Blue Bombers injury report this past week. They've got Willie Jefferson back. Casey Sales steps into a starting role in 2022. Steven Richardson signing a free agent deal with the BC Lions. He suffered an injury, very likely going to be out for the season. Of course, the veteran and longest-serving Winnipeg Blue Bombers player, Jake Thomas, starting uh, in the middle as well. But how do you like this defensive line group, Chris? Similar to the offensive line, the straw that stirs the drink when the Blue Bombers have possession. It's the defensive line, in my opinion, that really sets the tone for the back end. Yeah, listen, they're going to miss Richardson a bit. I think they say, I was listening to uh, Coach O'Shea talk about Richardson. He said he's a special type of player, low to the ground, lifts a lot of offensive linemen on his on his bull rush. Uh, he's so powerful. But then on the same vein, he said, listen, Casey Sales is a very, very good football player. Coming into his own, he's playing better every year. He understands the system. He's got a year under his belt. I think uh, Casey Sales is going to have a whale of a year. And a guy that like a the guy that never really gets a lot of credit, but always comes up big plays, as you mentioned, uh, Jake the Terminator Thomas. I mean, he's always there. <laughs> I like the I like nicknames, and uh, you know, he just beautiful. He's Mister Consistent, and I know they hate that word. I hate that word consistent, but he is. I mean, he's like you say, the longest serving guy. 
Uh, Cam Lawson, we got him over on a trade from Montreal. And then, of course, the two new guys, Cedric Wilcox and the LB Mack III. It'll be interesting to watch him because it's really hard to fill the shoes with Jackson Jeffco. He is uh, one of the elite pass rushers in the game. Obviously, his dad, a former NFL player with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, this guy, he, you know, Jackson just gets after the ball. And when you got two defensive ends like that and you get any kind of push in the middle, obviously good things are going to happen. Uh, you know, it's just to me, they're just, they just have a stud. I still think that they have the two best lines in the Canadian Football uh, League, and I'm talking defense and offensive line. Shout out to uh, everybody joining us in the live chat. Jeff, Leslie, uh, Lorenzo, uh, everybody. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us here on Bonfire Sports. Get into the live chat if you're not already, if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook. If you're watching on Twitter, head on over to youtube.com slash bonfiresports. Then you can uh, join in on the live chat. You can also hit the hotline that's at the top. During the game, if you got a hot take or a question, call, leave a voicemail. We'll play you on the post-game show, Game Day After Dark. Uh, I'll have special guests joining me all throughout the season, so be sure to join us for Bonfire's brand-new post-game show following every Blue Bombers game. Chris, let's talk about the linebackers, and I will mention, because some people are already mentioning uh, they're excited to see Donald Rutledge Jr., yes. uh, the Blue Bombers' rookie at strong side linebacker. But let's be clear. The Sam linebacker, that's a defensive back position. If Donald Rutledge wasn't playing the dime, that's the strong side linebacker spot. If he wasn't playing there, he'd be playing corner or he would be playing safety. He would not be playing weak sider or middle linebacker. So let's talk first about Adam Big Hill coming off another most outstanding defensive player award in the CFL in 2021. And a guy who's now a, a pretty, you know, uh, deep veteran on this Blue Bombers team in Kyrie Wilson. They've got a lot of experience in the linebacking court. They sure do. And I mean, you're talking about uh, Rutledge Jr. or Donald yeah, Rutledge Jr. And then you look at the other kid they really like. And the kid that really made an impact for me in the two games that he played, and obviously he was spelling Big Hill and the dime position, was uh, was a Malik Clements. Uh, mm. I think he had 16 tackles or, you know, he had eight one game and I think five the other one a sack. Uh, special teams player. Really played himself onto the football club. Uh, I think number, uh, you know, the number zero Clements is going to be somebody to watch. Uh, but again, you you got such good backups too. You got Shane Goche, you got Jesse Briggs, Tanner Cadwalder. He's been here for three or two or three years. Yeah, they, they, I, they have, I really I'll, I'll cut in and say I really really like the physical edge Tanner Cadwalder brings. Watch for number forty seven on special teams. If you see him come in on defense, the guy is nasty. He is physical. Uh, he brings a really nice P. That's Mike O'Shea type linebacking uh, in Canadian yeah. Tanner Cadwalder. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. And then you got Les Morrow, uh, you know, not to and Ram and Reddick Cramdy. So, yeah, they've got a lot of uh, depth at the linebacking position. But I, you said with those, you know, those uh, those yard lines moved in there, those sideline, what do you call those things? Um, what am I thinking of here? Oh, the hash marks. The hash marks. Thank you, brother. God, I only played 16 years. I know what the hell they are. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they moved those in, and it's unbelievable. I mean, I know that uh, they were making a big stink about it on on TSN on the broadcast about how it's going to make, you know, basically there's no short side of the field anymore now. Eh? Right. So now it even puts more pressure on that wide side or this, uh, this, uh, the weak side linebacker, because there's so much space out there to run. You're going to see a lot of backs sliding out of the backfield. Now I guarantee you because of the wide side and the hash marks coming in, they're really going to, you know, every team is going to try and get their running back mix match against one linebacker. 
uh, whether it's going to be a wheel route, which is out and up, or just a flat pattern. I've seen it already in the preseason games, and almost everybody threw them in there. They were all throwing short little passes to the outs, you know, to the line, uh, to the running backs, and then making him miss and picking up big yards. I think it puts a lot of pressure, as you said, on the dime linebacker or the, or the strong side. But I believe as well the weak side linebacker is going to have a tough time too because now they got a lot more field to cover. No, no question they do. And it'll be interesting to see how offenses adapt to those new hash marks. For yep. what is it? Four yards tighter now. So yep. now uh, yep. nine yards apart are those. So, like, will that affect the Canadian receiver that generally plays that wide side of the field? You got to remember too, Chris, I was talking about this with, with a couple CFL people last night over some beverages uh, out on the deck and a beautiful night here uh, in Southern Manitoba is you can now have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. And, you know, some of the, some of the CFL reporters I were talking to were like, wow, it's kind of gimmicky. How much are we going to see that? Tell me about the threat of just that being a possibility. It's one thing to do a halfback pass with a guy yeah, that's, that's a true. running back or a receiver. It's another to have, you know, a Drew Brown or uh, a Dakota Prukop who can run and throw like a quarterback step onto the field and suddenly if you're a linebacker or a DB, you suddenly go, that guy's a quarterback. He could zip a pass all the way across the field. I think it adds a huge element of danger defenses have to account for. See, and I like what you just mentioned about Dakota Prukop because of the fact that he's a strong runner and he's always been known for his running ability. Now, if you know, I tell you right now, first off, Zach is not going to be anywhere but the quarterback. Zach is not going to be one of those guys that flies no. out because they're not going to want him getting a hit. So it's he's going to get in the ball. league, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's going to throw the ball to Dakota. Now, what I would do as an offense coordinator is I'd run Dakota a couple times, you know, not throw the ball. Get yeah. those guys yeah. thinking run. They come up, the linebackers come up, and then you throw the ball. That's how you that's how you mess with that that uh, defense. But I agree with you. That's about the only thing I can think that it can happen is the advantage of having two quarterbacks is they both have the ability to throw the ball. Uh, and we'll have to see how they play with that. Uh, you know that uh, Buck Pierce has always got something up his sleeve. He really learned a lot from Paul LaPolice. I really think he really took a whole bag of tricks out of Paul's bag and then added his own. So it's going to be exciting. And I, I, like I said, I know we're talking a lot of bombers right now, but I am really happy to see. And I hope to fans, I really do this. I'm going to kind of go on a tangent here. But I hope the fans do something and, and recognize, uh, you know, Paul as he comes into Winnipeg on that field because what a great, uh, you know, what he what he did, what he brought to the Bombers, uh, outstanding uh, person, not only living here, but on the field as a coach and uh, you know helped them win a championship. So hopefully the fans recognize him and get him a, a good ovation. Lorenzo is in the live chat. He wants to know about what it was like for you, Chris, uh, blocking for Willard Reeves, protecting Tom Clements. We'll get to that when we uh, oh, yeah. dig through the offense for the Blue Bombers, but we're still in the midst of the defense here. And as we move from linebacker, uh, Chris, let's now move to uh, the defensive secondary and in particular, strong side linebacker or the dime back spot. And this is the, the place that... Um, uh, Johnson, Josh Johnson started 2021 at the Blue Bombers then traded uh, for Alden Darby. And, and when he was ready to go, he stepped in there and, and was a, a CFL all-star. Um, Donald Rutledge Jr., fresh and new to the Canadian Football League, big, a lot of physical tools. But that dime back spot where Rutledge will start on Friday night, Chris, is the most difficult position to play outside a quarterback in the Canadian Football League. 
this is a big task for him to fill as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be without uh, Mercy Maston to an Achilles injury for a second straight year. A heartbreaker for him, a yeah. huge loss. We know how good Mercy Maston is, but talk about Donald Rutledge, uh, a true rookie in the CFL, time in the NFL with Denver uh, and Indianapolis, but uh, big task for him to uh, on Friday night. Just recognition. I think the biggest thing is you get all the reps you want in practice. When the lights come on for real, and even preseason, I mean, you're not, you're always going against guys. You're not really going against the best of the best. You're always going against, you know, basically rookies on each team who are trying to impress the coaches and hopefully landing a, a roster spot. But now he's going to be going against guys like, you know, Shaq Johnson, uh, Justin Hardy, uh, Jalon Acklin. Uh, you know, they, they got, they got some great receivers. And of course, you've got a quarterback now in Ottawa that's prime time in my mind. And that's uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli. So, yes, I mean, sir. Yeah, you, you know, he's smart. This is no rookie quarterback. Ottawa's always had quarterback issues. They brought, you know, the duck in there. I mean, that was a joke. I mean, they gave oh, Duck Hodges. It was yeah. terrible. Come on. Well, they man. gave him a shot. They gave him a shot. Yeah, but you know what? They should have took another guy. You know, go to Walmart, pick up one. But uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, 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 I didn't do nothing for me. But I mean, now they've got a, a, a talented quarterback who's, who's a winner, uh, who played very well in the little bit of time that he played in the Great Cup game last year. And he was twenty at twenty-five. He almost led him to, a, you know, to a uh, to get a chance to win the football game. He got him into overtime, and that's where they lost. But still, uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, when he's healthy, is one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. So no question. Go back to Rutledge, Donald Rutledge Jr. He's going to have his work cut out. Don't yes, get fooled. Keep everything in front of you, and that's the biggest thing right now. I mean, uh, and then you, you got to think all that police and Jeremiah Mazzoli go after. Oh, Donald yeah. Rutledge. I'd go right. out to that side, even Taekwon Glass. Uh, I'd go on the other side. Winston Rose is is back practicing full. I guess he's healthy now. He's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and they got that left side or the short side with uh, Winston Rose and Dietrich Nichols. They're studs. They, they really Absolutely. played well. Played yeah. well together. Now, I'm going after Nick Taylor and Taekwon Glass and Rutledge Jr. I'm going over that wide side field. That's where I'm looking. And then you got a safety in Malcolm Thompson. Good hitter, big time hitter. But again, getting his first start at safety for these guys. I mean, it's a great story. I know you talked about it earlier, uh, you know, how this kid fought, fought adversity to get here and everything has been against him. And, you know, and he made the squad. He's a big time. He likes to lay the lumber on people. But having said that, again, not a lot of experience. So that, you know, that, this is going to be, this is why this is why the game of chess uh, is, to me, is so interesting when you got Paula uh, Police going against his old buddy, Richie Hall, the defensive coordinator of the Bombers. So. Uh, this would be a good one. Want to uh, draw attention to a question uh, Lorenzo put up. He's watching live on YouTube. Not sure you can dress three quarterbacks at the same time. You can dress three quarterbacks. You yeah. can only have two on the field at the same time. That's right. Uh, I expect most teams in the CFL, Chris, like there will be exceptions, but I expect most of the time teams will dress three quarterbacks, um, unlike many did in years past that rule has been adjusted and changed you can have two on the field at the same time you can dress three for the game uh, I, I think it's something that is definitely going to uh, add a wrinkle uh, to the canadian football league um in 2022 uh there was another question in the live chat too um and that was from here it is leslie uh watching live on youtube can the bombers defense repeat their level of play from last season no steven richardson uh, no 
uh, well, another change at Dimeback. You got a rookie starting in uh, yep. Donald Rutledge. Uh, Brandon Alexander on the six-game injured list to start the season. Big, big it's, loss. It's big a young loss. Canadian. Yep, huge loss. And it's a young Canadian in Malcolm Thompson. Uh, I'm with you, Chris. That boundary side of the field, Winston Rose and, and Dietrich Nichols, those two are perennial all-star caliber lockdown cover men. Uh, I was actually talking to Winston after practice the other day. I said, Winston, you know, your, your running mate there, Dietrich Nichols, who's wearing a new number one, Darvin Adams, now an opponent. He'll be uh, wearing number one in the other team colors on Friday night. But I said, Winston, you know, Dietrich Nichols, he might be your team's best defensive back. And, you know, I said it kind of with a smile as I looked at him. And he's like, yeah, I got no problem with you saying that. But it's 1A, 1B. Oh, yeah. Rhodes and Nichols oh, yeah. are, are absolute uh, deadly cover men. Um, and then on the other side of the field, Nick Taylor, back again, a veteran and a really, really good cover man that, that can move to corner, move to dime yep. back. Tyquan Glass is the new piece here, Chris. Uh, signed in free agency last couple of years with Edmonton. Uh, throughout training camp, Tyquan Glass was making plays. He made some nice plays in the preseason as well. Um, nice to have a veteran fill in there where Winnipeg was looking for like a young rookie. We saw DeAndre Alford. We saw Dietrich Nichols as rookies last year. I don't think people appreciate how rare that was to have all-star caliber guys straight from the U.S. into Canada and play to the level they did. I think Winnipeg knew that was a bit of a one-off and how fortunate they were to find those guys. So you go get a veteran in Taekwon Glass. I like that move by Kyle Walters. I think it's a great move. I think Taekwon has experience, and that's what you mentioned. He's seen things before. It's not new. Uh, he understands the waggle. He understands uh, you know, the up and out, uh, running the patterns. You know, the, the corner route, the, the you know, the post route. He's seen it all. Again, everything, if you haven't, you know, that's one thing about this defense. They get so much pressure that unless the quarterback can, you know, buy himself extra time, you know, a lot of these DBs are benefiting from the fact that the Bombers' defensive line and linebackers are so aggressive. They blitz all the time. I mean, yep. you'll see Adam Bighill, you know, he's, he's in there all the time blitzing. Now, they bring Kyrie Wilson. It doesn't get a lot of respect, but Kyrie is one of the best at that strong uh, weak side linebacking position. They bring a lot of halfback blitzes. Uh, you know, it, they do a lot of things. And I and I know I've said this before, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little repetitious here. But Richie Hall, the guy they wanted right out of town about three years ago, before they won, is now sure did. Post. He's developed a, 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 an incredibly complex defense that when they buy into it, and that's what you have to do, you have to buy into it. And understand your responsibilities, but not only your responsibilities, but the guy next to you. And not try and do much. You know, there's a lot of times when teams get in trouble, you'll get a guy trying to cover for another guy. And then right. something happens as you get a breakdown, you get a guy going free. So they are they're very well disciplined. And that that's you know, that all comes from your, you know, obviously uh, Jordan Younger, the DB coach, and Richie Hall, the defensive coordinator. Uh, great question from Jeff, who's watching live on YouTube. Uh, so before we get to the offense, Chris, let's talk about the kicking game. And it looks like second-year Canadian Mark Leggio has won the kicking job. Ali Mortada here in camp. Both looked pretty good for the most part uh, and weren't tested too much in those preseason games. But Mike O'Shea mentioning that uh, each of those guys, 85 90% throughout training camp, uh, it's a positive, but Murtada's on the practice roster, and it will be the young Canadian, uh, Mark Leggio, legs uh, as it's scribbled on uh, his cleats. Um, he is going to handle kicking and punting duties. Uh, are we going to have fun at kicker again in 2022? Or, Chris, do you expect 
Legio and Mortada as a duo to uh, improve this year? Well, I think I think for all kickers, I mean, obviously there's crucial times when you need the points and you got to make the points after. And obviously you have to make the PAT and you got to make the field goals when you're called on. Mark Leggio has to start strong. I don't think that if he comes out and he goes one for four, yeah. that he'll be back the second game. You just can't keep doing that. I mean, they got away with it last year until they picked up Sergio. Uh, you can't do it this year. Uh, you, you know, if he doesn't start strong, you're going to probably see uh, Mortado get an opportunity. And that's probably why they kept him. Listen, if they were so strong, you're going to tell me like when you had the, uh, the, the big-time kicker who was here all the time, probably one of the best kickers ever, uh, retired two years ago. Who am I talking about, brother? Well, Justin Medlock. Justin the Money Medlock. The master, yeah. But they didn't have many guys. That, they didn't worry about a backup. And if you were a backup, you know you're never going to see the field. This <laughs> is a, a two-man race right now. And I think Mark Leggio is up to it. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I know he likes his, his nickname Legs, but I'll, I'll start calling him Legs when he starts making field goals on a consistent basis. Fair enough. Fair enough there. Uh, let's move on from kicker, Chris. Uh, somebody in the live chat mentioning here, John, who's watching live on YouTube. He thinks Johnny Augustine should be the Bombers running back. He's no question one of the best in the CFL or is going to be if yes. given the opportunity. The average yards per carry for Johnny Augustine is frankly off the charts it was yeah. nearly seven throughout his time in 2021 he averaged nine yards a carry with a pretty decent workload uh in that one preseason game uh this uh spring chris um let's talk about johnny and brady uh and the blue bombers now it's almost like it it, it seems like forever ago right but there's no more andrew harris like if you thought if you were talking winnipeg blue bombers football over the last five years you started by talking about Andrew Harris. He's now a Toronto Argonaut, and it's Brady and Johnny who are going to carry carry the pill for Winnipeg. And it's really interesting because when you look at their uh, their things, they're two different type of runners. One's a little bit more of a scat back in, in uh, Brady Oliveira. And uh, Johnny Augustine, I, I said, you know, it's funny because one of the callers was talking about who I blocked for before, and I never thought about it, but I just looking at it again, Johnny Augustine reminds me of Willard Reeves. They run the same way. Is that they right? are hard to the hole, 100 miles an hour to the hole. This is where it's going to be. But Scat Bay between the guard and center, he's hitting at 100 miles an hour. He's not dancing. He's going through. And he's a big boy. Yet he's 195 pounds. And it's interesting when you look at Brady Oliveira, he's 215. Like He put some meat on this year, man. He's a little bigger yeah. too. So yeah. I think both these guys can get it done. I think it's a great combination. Uh, I, I thought that uh, – Orsa kid should have hung around, but I guess he's, uh, you know, figuring he's going to go somewhere else and get an opportunity. He wants to play. Uh, and he probably wouldn't have got much playing time here on the practice roster anyway. So no, not this him, year, but, right? Yeah. Yeah, but these two kids, but you never know. Knock on wood. Injuries happen, right? So, uh, Dave, Dave mentioning in the live chat, the one concern that uh, uh, release that concerns him is Kyle Borsa, the University yeah. of Regina uh, product that the Blue Bombers drafted a couple years ago. I liked Kyle Borsa in the preseason. I know his numbers didn't jump off the page. That uh, you know group of number two offensive linemen that went to Saskatchewan, they had a lot of uh, really bad busts that uh, ate um Kyle Borsa up in the backfield that really brought his numbers down uh, yeah. I think he had nine, nine carries for for 20 yards but he had a couple really nice runs that were negated by those tackles for loss um no information hard on this Chris but it's very very likely that Kyle Borsa was offered a practice roster spot 
and he's just betting on himself to get picked up and, and given an opportunity uh, somewhere else in the CFL. Don't know that for sure. He might well, decide no. to move on. It might have been something else, but uh, all said and done, Greg McRae, an American running back, made the team. Oliveira and Augustine, in my opinion, and from what I'm gleaning and talking to people in the organization and Michael Shana Daly, uh, is it's going to be a combo yep. backfield, oh, sure. a shared workload that really allows these two guys to, um, you know, even out the workload, and, and that can be well, advantageous, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. You got you're fresh. Now, some backs don't like coming out of the game. Some backs, it takes a couple carries to get into the game, and you don't want to come out again. Now you want to be in there. You want to get that rep. I mean, and I mentioned this guy before, Mike Pringle. You look at Mike Pringle's stats. By the third quarter, he's kicking the crap out of defenses. By the fourth quarter, he's running free. Right. He wears the defense out. That's why some backs they don't want to be out. They want to play the whole game. Uh, they, you know, the Bombers are, you know, they just have a luxury of having two good Canadian running backs. But I'll say this about Kyle Borsa one more time. Kyle Borsa is pretty smart one way because he's sitting there and I guarantee he's watching every game. Mm -hmm. He's watching every game to see what happens. Toronto's going with a Canadian running back with Andrew Harris. We know him, the Winnipeg legend. Yeah. Obviously, there's an opportunity there. I'm yep. surprised, and I said this last uh, broadcast with the Plant Fire Sports, that we thought Borson might end up in Toronto. Maybe everybody's waiting, but there's a lot Maybe of guys Saskatchewan. who get cut. Maybe his home, say, hometown Saskatchewan. But there's a lot of players that get cut, and the, the team will say, stay by the telephone. Yeah. Because Wait. we may call you. Injuries happen. Injuries happen. And that's what Absolutely. happens. So. Uh, let's take another look uh, at the depth chart here, Chris, uh, as we go through the Blue Bombers week one roster with the Ottawa Red Blacks in town. Uh, we know Zach Kolaris will be the starting quarterback. <laughs> like, you know, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Best player in the league, hands down. Uh, Drew Brown, the Blue Bombers second year quarterback, listed as the number two, and Dakota Prukop, Sixth year this season in Canadian football. Time with Toronto, time with Edmonton uh, last year. Now here in Winnipeg, he is a legit dual threat, running, physical, big-bodied quarterback. Is he Sean McGuire? No. Is he Chris Streveler? No. But he has those tools that we know Buck Pierce and previous to him, Paul Apolice, really, really like in the short yardage game, in the wedge package, at the goal line for your backup quarterback to to take those jobs i see brown at number two and i get it I'm not but sure. dakota prukup is the short yardage quarterback i have no doubt about that when it comes not to sure about that. friday again we talk with this depth charts like a grain of salt absolutely put numbers down but having yep. said that you know drew brown in the first exhibition game you know 10 of 13 one touchdown and dakota struggled six of 14 didn't do much the second game was a total reversal. Mm -hmm. Drew Brown struggled. I mean, he only was like, you know, what, 16 of uh, 10 of 13? Uh, his first game, 16 of 27. Right. Dakota Brucap, 12, uh, with 7 of 12 for 215. I thought Dakota played really well the last game. Yeah. Uh, threw the ball extremely well. I know he made a joke about how he throws a nice deep ball. He hit it in the garbage can at the end zone. Um, I thought his deep balls to the guys that caught touchdown passes were, were great. I think they got two good backups, two different styles, but I thought they both showed uh, flashes of brilliance, and it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they develop in the limited amount of time they're going to get because if Drew Brown's a backup and Dakota, as we had mentioned, it will be the third string, 
if he is, but he'll always be the short yardage quarterback. Drew Brown may not see the field. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, unless they do the two quarterback thing. Maybe they may. You know, you never know. You talked about no. that. No. But, uh, you That's know, for sure. At, Go ahead, Chris. Well, I just I just looked at it. I just found it interesting. Drew, I thought, played well. The better than Dakota first game. Dakota outplayed Drew the second game. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. To me, it's up in the air. Um, well, th I mean, this is the thing. Drew, Drew Brown has been here in this yeah, system that's why. for a yeah. year and an offseason. So I'm not surprised he looked better in that first preseason game. The second game, we saw more of Dakota Prukop because, well, he was a free agent signing. He has not had this playbook and a relationship with Buck Pierce and a relationship with Zach Kolaris as long as Drew Brown has. Brown is his second year in pro football. Prukop is learning like his third or fourth offensive system in the CFL. Uh, I fully expect Dakota Prukop to be the short yardage quarterback. Oh, for sure, yeah. If, heaven forbid, anything happens and they need someone else to start, I think it's Drew Brown. It might be Dakota Prukop early, but Drew Brown is, in my opinion, that developmental quarterback of the future. I have no problem with him sitting at number two on the depth chart. I just don't know if it's what we'd see actually in the game. Chris, uh, one question uh, from Tyler, who's watching live on YouTube as well. Big shout out to everybody watching us on Twitter, Facebook Live, and, and YouTube Live, and, and for joining us from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Shout out to uh, Hustler and Remo and, and the guys. Tyler says, very interesting, the Bombers only dressing uh, six offensive yeah, linemen. Very good uh, point. That's a very Chris, good point. We, we can say this. On game day, they do scratch one player. It's always been an offensive lineman. I don't yeah. think they're going to scratch an offensive lineman, so they'll effectively still dress six O-linemen as they always do. No real change there. Well, what they do, and, I, you know, that's a great question for sure, as they usually scratch one guy. And they'll usually, when they go double tight, Mike Miller, the fullback, will go up to one tight end. And obviously in this situation, Kolakowski, Chris Kolakowski, the newcomer, he'll yeah. go to the other side. And that'll, that's how they play the double tight. Uh, you could go with seven. You know, God forbid they get injuries in a couple because then you're really hurting. Then you got to move somebody up in that offensive line. And what usually happens is they'll bring a guy over from the defensive line and put him on the offensive line. I've seen that happen many times. Matter of fact, my good friend Stan Mikowas uh, had to play a game. He had to play offensive guard. Never knew, didn't know the plays, but we just needed somebody to play guard because we lost a couple of guys. Mm -hmm. And he went in there and, uh, you know, did, did his best. It's tough because every play, he, they don't have a clue. They don't run practice. So when you throw, but that, that's what has to happen. That's the scenario that would have to happen is they'd have to take somebody from the D line and move them over. Right. And it would probably be Jake Thomas. I think he has done that in a pinch uh, in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let's move on to, uh, we, we've talked quarterbacks uh, and running backs. We've gone through the defense and special teams. Uh, so let's move on uh, to receiver. We even touched on the O-line a little bit with Jeff Gray grabbing that spot. Uh, vacated by Drew Desjardins, an absolute stud who now has an opportunity with the New England Patriots, and good for him for that. Um, quickly, Mike Miller, the killer, uh, was limited in practice this week. He looks good to go uh, on Friday night. He doesn't practice. He never practiced practice. all last year. Right? He never practices. I mean, this is a weird situation. And listen, if it works, I'm not going to, you know, they always say if the wheel ain't broke, don't try and fix it. So, right. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that just performs. But you'd never see this in my era. There's no such thing. 
if, if if guys got out of a drill, we'd we we'd drive them crazy. We'd we you know we'd be yelling at them, get your ass off there, you know, come on. Right. You know, uh nowadays the game is different. Guys get days off, you get veteran days off. Um, you know, you don't have to even practice, which is I mean, I can understand. I know the offense. I know all the offense. It's like saying, you know, I'll show up on game day. I know <laughs> right. what the plays are. Well, Michael Shea has said that before. Like Jesse Briggs was home with his partner as as uh, they had a, a new baby arrive. He arrived in training camp late. Uh, Mike Miller, Jackson, no. Jeffcoat, Pat Newfeld. He's like, these guys don't need to practice. They know what they're doing. They're the guys coaching and teaching the young players or the new players to the team. Um, but of course, as also Michael Shea says, you need to play in games to be game ready. So, um, you know, to, about, to see what? no Jackson Jeffcoat this week, it, it kind of stinks, but he'll probably be back sooner rather than later. Good to see Mike yeah. Miller and uh, some of those other guys good to go. I think it's a great thing. Preventative, you want him to get further injured. If it's just a, a small maintenance thing, you know what? Let him sit out a week. Let's see yeah. what these other guys can do. But I'll tell you about one of the things about practicing. When you're practicing, it's not like you're just lining up and rushing. You've got blitzes. You've got twists. You've got defensive packages. That's one thing you in practice, even at practice, you have to get used to. Do I hit the hole hard? Do I grab the defensive lineman or the offensive lineman coming in? Does my guy loop? Does he go first? Like E-T-T-E and all this kind of stuff. So you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I say. You have to practice. Uh, yeah, I agree with sometimes if the guy's got a little nick and he can't, you know, can't do it. But you know, it's just, it's just. Hey, listen, it's a different era and it's working. They're back-to-back Great Cup champions. Who am I to say? You know what I mean? Shut up, Walby. Oh, sorry, I had myself on mute there. Uh, well, when you say you know what I'm saying, when you're talking all that technical offensive line blocking scheme lingo, no, I don't know what you're saying, but we trust you because you've been in the trenches. You've seen the better part of two decades on the field, and you've called 10 Grey Cups uh, on national television, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, 63. Um, let's move on to receiver, and a lot of people wondering, how are the Blue Bombers going to replace Darvin Adams, who was often a 1,000-yard receiver and a big veteran presence on this team for a long time. He's now with the Ottawa Red Blacks. How do you replace Kenny Lawler and that level of production leading the league in receiving in 2021, signing the big ticket to join uh, Chris Jones and the Edmonton Elks? Well, Winnipeg went out and signed an Edmonton Elk in Greg Ellingson, a player that they say they've been trying to get here in Winnipeg for a number of years. He finally decides to come. Yes, his numbers were down last year, but let's remember who his quarterbacks were in Edmonton in 2021. Is, does, Greg, does Greg Ellingson reassure you, Chris, or is it a wait and see? Absolutely. I'll tell you right now, there's two guys. I mean, there are two guys that are replacing him. And there's a change. Obviously, Rashid Bailey now, who was the slot back, is now going to be at the wideout. But having said that, uh, Dal I like this kid, Dalton Schoen. I, I do mm -hmm. like him. I, I like he's got a lot of NFL experience. He couldn't catch out with a team. He's got great hands. He runs nice patterns. He understands the playbook. So I think that's a nice a trade-off from Darwin. And then uh, the other guy, Greg Ellingson, is a five-time 1,000-yard receiver. As you mentioned, and that's a great point, D.B., they went through so many quarterbacks in Edmonton, uh, you know, and he still has 600 yards. But this is a guy that's big-time player. Uh, when Ottawa won the Grey Cup, he was a big part of that Grey Cup march and in that Grey Cup game. So, I mean, to me, yeah, you lose Kenny Lawler, 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, if there's a guy that I would like to see replace him, it is Greg Ellingson. 
I think he's going to be a, just a wonderful – and he played with Zach Kolaris. He did. So I think that's another thing. It's a bonus. They kind of have a little bit of a rhythm. They understand each other. Uh, you know, he hasn't practiced much, but they want to make sure he's ready for the game, and he's ready tomorrow. And, you know, he's going against Ottawa. Now, I know he hasn't played in Ottawa for a while, but anytime you play against a team you used to play with, it's kind of a neat feeling. Like when I think about Darwin come back to Winnipeg, he's going to get right. his great cup ring, right? He's going to line up on that on that sideline feeling like, whoa, this is different. I'm on the other side. I'm looking at my buddies. It, it's going to be different for sure. But having said that, uh, those two guys, number two and 82, I'm really looking for them to have some big games. I really think those two are going to do very well. And then you got a guy that you love in uh, Brandon O'Leary Orange. Yes, I was just going to draw attention to him there. They targeted him once last week, or last game. Big body. They, they really like his work ethic. They say he's got great hands. He may get an opportunity. You never know. I, I think it's good to have good young Canadians pushing Absolutely. the incumbent veterans. Drew Wolitarski will start, will play. Like, think of how good was Drew Wolitarski in the Grey Cup? He gave Nick Dembski a run for his money for top Canadian uh, in that game. Um but Brendan O'Leary Orange, like somebody in the live chat was mentioning, Chris, they would like to see another Canadian on the practice roster. Well, he's not on the practice roster. He's right there on the game day roster. Uh, Brendan O'Leary Orange is going to be a very good player in this league. Mark my words, has all of the intangibles and the physical tools. Uh, played at Nevada in the NCAA, a, a school that produces a lot of CFL players, including quarterbacks. Um, but... Uh, Brendan O'Leary Orange, the, I think the one intangible he has is a very good relationship with his father. He says he speaks to him nearly daily. His father, Doyle Orange, was a phenomenal running back for the Toronto Argonauts back in the day. Had over 4,000 yards rushing um, in just a handful of seasons in the Canadian Football League, Chris. Um, yeah. Do you remember Doyle? Or is that it? Like, he wasn't in the league long. I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. You know what? I, 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 I'll, I'll be lying to say if he, you know, he comes right, right to my mind, but I do know, I think I do know who he is. Um, but the apple didn't fall far from the tree in, in, yeah. in, uh, in Brandon. I mean, I think he's a heck of a football player. He's got a heck of a future. He's only 26 years old. Uh, same with Dalton Schoen. They're both 26. I mean, you're talking Greg Ellingson's 34, going to be 35 this year. Uh, but you can't pay enough for experience. And that's the thing. When I see what this Greg Ellingson, and he knows his routes. He knows how to read defenses, how to find holes in there. This is one of those guys, not the fastest guy anymore. Remember uh, the, the receiver for Montreal? Mm -hmm. 86, who I think is one of the best I've ever played. Ben Cahoon. Oh, right. There's a guy, when I watched him, listen, not breakaway speed, but boy, he knew how to read a defense. He'd find that hole, go-to guy, and had... The biggest thing about a receiver, great hands in traffic. Could always make those difficult catches. Now, Ellingson can do that, too. He's got right. he's got great uh, great hands. He, he's tall. He can go up there and get the ball. He's 6'3", nice tall receiver. He can climb the ladder and get this tall, you know, the high catches. So, for the fans, I think they're all going to be excited when they see what number two brings to this offense. So there we have recapped really uh, the Blue Bombers entire roster from top to bottom as they kick off their 2022 championship defending campaign on Friday night with Paul Apolice, Darvin Adams and the Ottawa Red Blacks in town. Jeremiah Mazzoli may be getting a bit of an undercard mention in this, but nobody's going to be saying he's an undercard when number eight 
in red and black steps on the field, Chris. I think the Blue Bombers defense are going to have their hands full with the creativity of Paul Apolise. Yeah, yeah, running back William Powell's out, but you've got some good receivers there. They added some uh, talent in free agency. And then Jeremiah Mazzoli, a proven dangerous quarterback running things. Do you know that uh, if you look at their depth chart, I went through and I looked at it, they have 10 of the starters that are first year. First year with Ottawa. Wow. 10 okay. of the 12 are first year. You look at it, Jalen Acklam, Ucumber Williams, Hunter Stewart, uh, Darius Siracco, Ruby Jacob. Four of the five starting offensive linemen are new. Shaq Johnson, new. Justin Hardy, new. Uh, Noel Levi, new. Jeremiah Mazzoli, probably the biggest one, new. Uh, Devontae Williams, new. Darwin Adams, new. Uh, they have revamped this offense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a night and day from what they had last year. They cut a bunch of Amer uh, Canadian offensive linemen, which really surprised me. And I know they offered a couple of them uh, practice roster spots. I don't think they all took them. But they drafted so well, and they had so many guys that came forward that they're, they feel like one of their strengths in their team now is that offensive line. And I think before it was one of the weakest, uh, weaker weaknesses of the team. Uh, but, you know, Ruby Jacob, remember, he's the guy that lied about COVID and yes. was suspended. Uh, Sirocco yeah. played for Hamilton. Hunter Stewart was a guard with BC. Newcomer was in Calgary. Uh, Shaq in Saskatchewan. Jalen Hamilton. Adams in Winnipeg. Uh, just, it just uh, the list goes on. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see that when Paula Police now has a quarterback and a, an offensive line and a running back, they really like this Devontae Williams. I yeah. know that William Powell's out. I'm a big fan of William Powell. I think he's a tough runner. Uh, but they like what Devontae Williams did in the two games he played. So right. uh, you're losing a little bit of Powell, but I think they still got somebody that can do a lot of damage in uh, Devontae Williams. This is uh, on your screen right now, the Ottawa Red Blacks one-game and six-game injured list. Receiver Tavon Smith, a excellent Canadian, uh, not healthy to start the season. season. Kwaku Boateng, uh, one of those big free agent additions uh, that Ottawa brought in from yes. Edmonton uh, this winter. Uh, he is out and, and likely for the season. Uh, but it's the guys on the one game that I want to draw some attention to. RJ Harris, a very talented receiver. An O-lineman I know you like, Chris, in Randy Richards, who had a yes. cup of coffee on the Blue Bombers practice roster. Since then, he has uh, had a lot of starting opportunities um, and jobs uh, in the CFL. William Powell, the very veteran and, and uh, trustworthy uh, tailback uh, and Canadian Brendan Galanders also uh, banged up to uh, start the year. So, um, you know, as I zoom out here, it will be um, uh, Devontae Williams starting at running back for the Ottawa Red Blacks yeah. on Friday night. Uh, on defense, Chris, there are some changes uh, for the Ottawa Red Blacks, a very, very talented defensive backfield uh, with Randall Evans uh, and Money Hunter or Monshadrick Hunter. I know you prefer to call him, Chris. You don't like the nickname Money Hunter. I don't. Um, like, it's okay. If he gets it's growing on you. <laughs> and then the, the other side of the field, Sherrard Balt Baltimore and, and Abdul Kana, uh, two excellent veteran defensive backs. But here's the biggest change. At safety, they're going to start a fourth-year Canadian uh, in Howell at safety. Antoine Pruno, who has been a perennial 
all Canadian and all star in the CFL now in his eighth season. Yeah. He is no longer in the mix as a starter. Um, should mention uh, Patrick Levels at uh, defensive back as well, playing the dime uh, in the Ottawa Red Blacks defense. Some changes there. Avery Williams back again. He had one of the uh, one of the tackle leaders in the CFL in yeah. 2021. That defense couldn't stay off the field, so Avery Williams was able to really rack up the TKs. They got listen. I'll tell you what. Of their five uh, defensive backs, four of them have been with the team for a while, so they only got one change. And that's that money hunter guy, Moon Shadrick. Uh, Avery Williams led their team in tackles all over the field. They picked up Patrick Levels on the weak side. Great football player out of money. He might play in Montreal. You got a new kid out of Frankie, Frankie Griffin. I guess has been with him for a while. Uh, when I'm looking at his number here, he's been with the club two out of Texas State. Uh, then they got Malden, Devon Coleman. We see, and he was in Hamilton for a while. Now he's in Ottawa for a couple of years. Clayon Lang is the one that uh, kind of surprises me. I mean, he played well in Toronto. He's a big time player, and they're paying him a lot of money. Uh, and he, I just don't think he's ever played up to his potential. Train Hornbuckle. You got Martin Oyuiki. And I apologize if I didn't say that right. Uh, I think you did pretty good there. Huh? I think you did pretty good there. Yeah, not bad, man. Ogike. Yeah, Martin Ogike. Absolutely. But yep. they, they, they got some well, guys and uh, they've I'll, I'll mention like, I'll mention a note on Cleon Lang and in people I've talked to Ottawa um uh, in Ottawa Chris they think Cleon Lang just where he is at this stage of his career be more of a rotational piece if yeah, he is go. fresh like similar to Charleston Hughes in Saskatchewan right nobody's expecting Charleston Hughes to play Did 85 you see him play last week snaps script sack already well you know no kidding when he's fresh oh yeah he can make Havoc, like he can wreck havoc uh, on an opposing offense. I think that's what they expect in Ottawa from Cleon Lang. Uh, great Canadian player, impact player, veteran, but you need to keep these guys fresh at that stage of their career. Bring them in, rotate them in, um, similar to what the Blue Bombers do, um, you know, with, with Jake Thomas and, and some of their other guys. Well, I agree. I mean, he's 300 pounder. He's in his third year. I just think that, you know, if they do it, and, and, you know, they're doing it smart, too. They're dressing eight, uh, seven defensive linemen. I think a lot of teams are doing that now. Pretty so normal, yeah. rotational ability to keep guys fresh so you can get the pass rush. There's nothing like being on the field on a long drive, and you can't alternate with anybody, and you're just kind of, you know, sucking air like a leaky tire. Uh, you, you know, just not good. Uh, Chris, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I want to answer a question in the live chat here. Dan Jets fan. uh asking he's watching live on youtube any chance chris streveler is going to join the blue bombers i imagine is the group he's speaking of but do you think streveler will come north to canada again you know what I, I, he's been in talk to he's been in talk to a number of teams i can the bombers afford him uh you know he's tasted big money down south he was making 700 grand in arizona american uh they we have the highest paid guy in, in the cfl at zach can they afford to throw another couple hundred bucks at Chris to be a backup? Where are they going to get the money? I mean, that's the big thing, all right? But he has been to talk to some teams. And I know there'll be a number of teams be interested in him. Uh, listen, there's no doubt uh, he, he created quite the name when he played here, uh, more of a running quarterback than a throwing quarterback. But he didn't even have bad stats when he played in Arizona. Yeah. And then he played in the one Miami. I went down to Miami, got cut. I don't think Baltimore he got much opportunity in Miami. Yeah, Baltimore uh, too. Baltimore too. So there you go. So, I mean, right now he's waiting for things to shake out. He's obviously not hurting. You know what I mean? When you got that kind of money in your in your back pocket, you can afford to sit back a little bit and see if anybody wants 
he's watching to see what happens in, in camp. I know the the NFL starting camps pretty soon. They've had many camps right now. Yep. And he's going to hopefully uh, for an opportunity. But I'll tell you what will happen here, boys. If somebody loses a starting quarterback, there's going to be a little bit of interest in trying to get Chris Trevor. I'm going to tell you right now that I think the talks yeah. and the interest will will uh, will be increased significantly. Uh, there's Chris, not a, lot I, of good, not a lot of quarterbacks out there, bud. No, that that is true. And and what what's the nature of football? Not just the NFL, but football in the professional ranks, it's recycle, right? Like look how many stops Trevor Harris has made over the last number of years. Now with, with Montreal and and sticking there in the off season, Uh, Chris Trevor could easily get another opportunity or three in the NFL. So why run away from that? Same goes for Liram Hyralahu. Same goes for Ty Long. Some of those kickers uh, that are floating around free agency right now that blue bombers fans maybe want Kyle Walters to sign we will wait and see um, when it comes to that. Chris, I got to mention something I'm really excited about for this year. We have got a new sponsor. Maroons Road Apparel is Ooh, an awesome local company. If you haven't been, if you're not familiar with their stuff, check them out. MaroonsRoadApparel.com. Great local small business. A, a wonderful couple, Heather and Sid, uh, have been awesome to deal with. They've got tons of cool new designs for this year. If you can see that, oh, cool. they've got the new Blue Bombers uh, bombs that they're football bombs that they're dropping there. Uh, they've got, um, you know, other iconic designs in Winnipeg, including the Fat Boy Burger, um, the old Canadian Stadium. That was, I thought that was a Jake Thomas shirt. You thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> they call him fat boy yeah that's true fat boy thomas right yeah. um but uh awesome stuff including the old stadium the old winnipeg arena and oh, a wow. ton of other uh very cool designs you can check them out on uh, maroonsroadapparel.com we got a link to them uh, in our video description right as on. well but be sure to check them out i, I own a couple of their t-shirts um they wash well super high quality remember father's day is right around the corner Maybe your dad would love something from Maroons Road. So be sure to check them out. And thanks for them for signing on uh, as a sponsor here on Bonfire Sports. Welcome to the team, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, you got expectations for this Blue Bombers team in 2022. Who's going to give them their biggest run for their money in the West? Uh, And do you think they three-peat as Grey Cup champs? I can't. You can't speak to three-peat. You know what? I'm like an old player. He won't. The team won't talk to it. I, yeah, nobody wants to talk about that. I think, you know, because we're so far away from that time of year where it gets cold and we're just getting sunshine now. And uh, you know what? We're not even in the playoffs. But I tell you what, for your first part of the question, um, when I look at the teams right now, I think that right now the team that's going to give us a lot of good battles out of the West is going to be Calgary. Yeah, I agree. I <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Cheese. <laughs> that was I knew that our water hole. What a great place. I yeah. missed that. Oh, they had Jimmy, the best chimichangas. Mar- uh, they had best margaritas. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, Making my mouth water right now. You rehydrated anyway, after good. many a game there, didn't you? I sure did. But I'll tell you right now, I think Calgary, because I think Bo Levi is there, and I like their backup. I like Mike Mayer, the backup. Um, when I look at Edmonton, I think they got some issues. Um, they did not play well their last preseason game. Uh, BC, we're going to have to see how well Nathan Rourke and uh, the other backup Canadian uh, play. Michael O'Connor, uh, yeah. That's why I said I, I went out on a limb and I said, watch Mike Riley come back. 
but um, and then I then I think the other team is uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, I haven't got a good read on, even though we watched him last week. It's funny because there's a lot of heat on Fajardo. Yeah, I like mean, what Fajardo are we? Getting, what Cody Fajardo are we going to see? Are we going to see 2019 exactly Cody Fajardo? Like legit dual threat? What he had something like 600 rushing yards that year. Like that's a good yeah. running back season, you know, in a shared backfield. Um, or are we going to see Cody Fajardo from 2021, which maybe wasn't as good, much more inconsistency in his game. I'm on board with, with John, who's watching live on YouTube. If Bo Levi is healthy, the Stamps are the biggest absolutely. contender. This, this is absolutely. the thing. If Bo Levi is healthy, absolutely, he is one of the best players in the league and, and you know one of the best quarterbacks. But even if he's not healthy, what we saw from Jake Mayer last year, Chris, yes. I'm as scared about like him he almost he almost beat us here in winnipeg in his first start yeah much like so did did in his first start against winnipeg right. but right. having said that yeah i'm a big fan of jake mayer i think they've got a great defense listen they've blown out the two teams they played in preseason mm -hmm. they're playing at a high level but it doesn't matter preseason now we're getting all the starters back now you're playing the players that you want to play these are your first stringers it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out uh cody didn't play you know, very much. Uh, when you think about uh, Mazzoli played one drive in two games. Uh, he was 8 of 12. Yeah. Uh, you look at Zach, didn't play it down. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of guys that, you know, they say they don't, you know, don't worry about it. But I, it's just different mindset. When you're going to a game and you're going into practice, there's no pressure in practice to me. Mm -hmm. But then when there's a guy trying to take your head off over there, you know what? It's different. You're, 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 you're up here. Man, your adrenaline is going up here, man. You know, it's crazy. So I'm looking forward to see how the year shakes out. Even on these first games, they're going to tell me a lot. No, no, no question about that. Uh, the start to the season, so important, right? Because those yes. wins in June and July count just as much as those ones in, in uh, September and October. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm also curious how you see the East Division shaping up this year. because. It could be very different than we've seen in years past. Toronto added talent, probably the favorite in the East. Well, at least it is according to the sports books. Uh, yeah. Montreal probably got better. Kahari Jones, their head coach, on the hot seat. Uh, Ottawa got better and adding Jeremiah Mazzoli in another year with Paul La Police. Um, and then you have the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are always a contender in the East, Chris, yeah, uh, yeah. they lost some pieces. Jagera Davis moved on. They grabbed Micah Johnson, uh, the, you know, uh, a very accomplished defensive tackle uh, and, and added him to their defense, Carryall Brooks and Jamal Roll and a lot of good players returning to that defense. Uh, Jalen Acklin going to Ottawa and free agency. They've got some changes there. Do yeah. you see Hamilton still atop the pile? Do you see Toronto or Montreal or even Ottawa wow. pushing them? I think the East is going to be a lot better than they have been. They used to be the weak sister. You know, yep. there was a time where we Long say, time. you know, the West had won 20 games and they had won four or something. It was terrible. Uh, I think when I look at Toronto, what Pinball and that organization, Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach, have done, that they've, they've really stockpiled some great players. They stole a great player, in my mind, who's still got, I think, a chip on it. I think an Andrew Harris is going to have a great year. I'm predicting that. Did you say they um, stole him? Well, I think that, you know what, the fact that, uh, you know, they wanted him and he said as soon as they found out, as as he, he wasn't getting here, they picked him up. Well, and, uh, and let's know, let's just speak frankly about it. The Blue Bombers decided to move on from Andrew Harris. Yes, they did. Toronto wanted him and Toronto was willing to pay him 
upwards of $180,000 a year. The Blue yes. Bombers were not. They got to pay all of these all-stars on their defense, all of these all-stars and future but Hall of Famers. I, I think when you come back from winning MVP and the Grey Cup, you know, you know, whatever, blah, 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 yep. two times, and then all of a sudden now you're watching, uh, you know, you're watching Willie Jefferson get all this crazy money. You look at Jackson Jeffco get all the money. You see Adam Bigel getting all this money. And they still and took thinking, less than they could have made hey, elsewhere. Hey, I'm, I'm still, a, I'm still a, you know, pretty good football player here. And I guess he was insulted by their offer. And, you know, he just said, there was I'm, no I'm, offer. Oh, there was no offer. There was no oh, offer. There, there was no. There was well, no conversation. In the head with a, with a tire wrench. Well, I, it, I, it has. We we need to talk about it here in Winnipeg, right? Andrew Harris is a future Hall of Famer. He's one of oh, the yeah. greatest to ever do it. He is a hometown boy, Oak Park, Grant Park, and and then junior football, fighting his way into just a job in the CFL. Now the greatest Canadian rusher to ever do it, and and uh, one of the best all time. Uh, hands down, the Blue Bombers decided to move on from him because they felt, That's, assumedly, yeah. Brady yeah. and Johnny are ready to take over. Yes, Andrew yeah. is in the back nine of his career. At some yeah. point, no, la, Wally Buono, you gotta, you gotta move on. Uh, you know what? And and I'll agree with that. Even though you know, I think I liked watching thirty three in a bomber uniform, uh, but I have, so I also remember uh, Wally Buono. When he coached in Calgary and when he coached in BC, mm -hmm. he did not let the player, the sentiment, the sentimentality of the player influence his decision. Right. He released guys that everybody thought were still in their prime, but he felt they were past their prime. And they had, as you say, younger players coming up. Mm -hmm. And maybe back then there was a little bit about the salary thing, because if you get a guy cheaper, a lot of times that that played into the equation, right? They yeah. they didn't have as much money to play the players as they do now. So yeah, I agree, but uh, I, I, I guess from a personal standpoint, I want 33. I want Harris to have a great year in Toronto. I'm, I'm probably going to really enjoy watching that game when it comes to Winnipeg because I think it'll be quite exciting because yeah. that's probably when he's going to get his ring. Well, there, there is no game in July 4th is in Toronto. There's only one game in Toronto? So like yeah. last year, we didn't play Ottawa? That's right. And this year, we only have one? Wow, yeah. there you go. But they got an extra game against the Riders, so that's that's always that good. That is fantastic. I saw. I think fantastic. they have two in two in July or two in August. I don't know. Yeah. I saw one of the yeah, local watering in. holes is offering bus rides, and I think they were just right. two. Yeah. So. Uh, you can head over to bonfiresports.ca, click the news section, and download our custom schedule for the Blue Bombers 2022 season. Here it is. I'll put it up on the screen. Oh my! Look at that. I know I spent a little time on it, but here's the here's the best part. You can write in the, the score and follow along throughout the season. There you go. I got a Blue Bombers coach that emails me every year asking me for this. So I thought, okay, I better put some time into it, make it look good. Uh, Is that white out? out. Is yeah, it's a little out? white out. No, it, oh, it looks like yeah. white out though, right? Well, maybe you, maybe you need that if you make a mistake. So it's okay. You a, well, you a few sodas before you did the white out? <laughs> did I? What? It looks like you're all over the place. What are you? So I think I just left the white out open too long and I got a little lightheaded. You're like all over the place with that white out. The right. rest of it looks so professional, and then your white out's like, whoa, man, look at that. Hey, pour me some more vino. <laughs> <laughs> uh so to, to put a final cap on it, Chris, Adam yes. Big Hill got a significant raise this year. Jackson Jeffcoat got a raise. Willie Jefferson's making the same as he always did. Um, you know, Stanley Bryant, Jamarcus Hardrick. Brady and Johnny needed to re-sign. They weren't making 
the draft pick league minimum type money that they were making in years past. Yeah, you move on from Kenny Lawler, but he was not an expensive piece. Who's making more money than Kenny Lawler last year? It's Greg Ellingson this year. They needed to replace that. Um, these guys want to play in Winnipeg. They want to yeah. be Blue Bombers. They want to keep the band together. But they also know that their window to make money in professional football is a small one. Not everybody plays 16, 17 years like you, Chris. No, I think it's, and I think a Miles Grell played 19. Uh, that's crazy when you think about it. I mean, you know, that's yeah. kind of, those are kind of the uh, years for a kicker. But, right, well, uh, like Bob Cameron, right? Yeah, Bob, 23 or, yeah, 23. And then, of course, Louis Pasaglia, 26. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine that, three decades. But, I mean, just, you know, yeah, you know, like I said, we've talked about a lot of guys here. Uh, I think Ellingson and, and Sean are going to be wonderful additions to the Bombers. Rashid Bailey lining up in that still position, not doing the waggle anymore. Be interested to see him play at that one one side as a wide receiver. But a guy that I think is going to have a breakout year, if I had to pick one guy, and I think a lot of guys are talking about him right now, it'd be number 10, Nick Dembski. Yes, I agree with you. I think you. Dembski has the tools to be a really big, big factor in this offense. And I, I know he was a Western all-star last year, and there's no reason in the world he can't be all Canadian. And maybe even a nominee, or maybe even a most outstanding Canadian. Uh, I, I, that's a lot of pressure to put on a young man, but I just think he's that good of a football player right now. Uh, whether he's receiving the football, whether he's doing a slot reverse, whether he's running out of the backfield, he can do it all. Yeah, I call him the Canadian Army knife. I got rid of the Swiss. It's the Canadian Army knife used in so there many different go. ways. Uh, Nick Dembski. Nick Dembski broke uh, into the CFL top 50 players put together by a panel of voters, including yours truly, uh, on the CFL on TSN and, and Dave Naylor. Did you get a chance to look at that list, Chris? Yes, I did. And anything stand out to you that you liked that you didn't like? Not really. I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's basically when you make a list, it's on it's in the past, right? It's on your past performance, right? Yep. Uh, I, I think there was, what, three or four bombers in the top ten? And I know that I read some comments that were saying, oh, it looks like a homers, you know, whatever. But really, it was done across. So, I mean, it wasn't uh, just. Oh, yeah. There's voters coast to coast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think. When you when you got a winning team and you went back to back championship, uh, rightly so, you should have some guys in the top. I know I looked at Milt Stiegel of TSN and uh, my former teammate. Yeah. He put his number one most valuable player in the league at Stanley Bryant. Yes, he did. And you know what? The NFL believes that too. The NFL, some of the highest paid guys beside the quarterback, is that left tackle position, the blind yep. side of the quarterback. Yep. And that's another reason well, I think that uh, Mr. Bryant's going to be one of the best ever to play this game. He decided to not dress for a game last year. Probably could have if he really needed to, but Winnipeg didn't. They had first place locked up, yep. breaking that unbelievable Ironman streak. Stanley Bryant is the Cal Ripken Jr. of the CFL. Like He's always healthy, always yep. playing, always making an impact. Um, so I, I got no problem with, with Milt putting an O lineman. It's great oh, to yeah. see a receiver was, putting an O lineman like... uh, at number one. I don't know if you saw Bonfire Midweek this week, Chris. I went through my uh, entire ballot. If you click through uh, on Bonfire's YouTube or Facebook pages, find Bonfire Midweek in our third episode uh, just back on Tuesday night. We're going to do 7.30 Tuesday nights all throughout the season. Uh, at the one hour, 15 minute mark, I go through my top 50 ballot. It's 40 players. That's our ballot is 40. My number one player was Zach Kolaris, and it was yeah. the only quarterback I chose on my entire ballot. 
Am I crazy? No. Think about it. I can go right. I mean, you can't go with Montreal. You can't go with Toronto. Uh, McLeod, you can't go with uh, Adams. You can't go. Uh, like maybe Hamilton. Mazzoli. Ham Hamilton, it was Mazzoli or maybe Dane Evans. Dane Evans. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, they, but they split this year. And then you go out west. And, I mean, Bo was hurt. Had a terrible. Didn't have a good year. Mayor didn't play uh, enough. Mike Riley got the crap beat out of himself. Uh, uh, he, he saw more. He saw more clouds than he saw receivers because he's on his back so much. Yeah, or and the top of got, the dome. <laughs> yeah, and then the, yeah, exactly the top of the dome. And then you got uh, you know the other you know uh, what you call in uh, Saskatchewan. Cody did not have a good year. They didn't throw the ball deep much last year, and that's the big complaint. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I agree with you. That's that's a great choice. You can't get sucked in at the sentimentally going. Well, I don't want to offend that guy. So I better put him on the list. No, no, no. He's not on the list. He doesn't deserve to be on the list. Yeah. So like I voted with a purpose and, and you can, I go through my entire ballot with Zach uh, on bonfire midweek. So be sure to check that out uh, at the one hour, 15 minute mark uh, of our, our live stream on Tuesday night. Um, I voted with a purpose in mind, Chris, I picked one quarterback and I, ensured I put a lot of players on there that I knew other people would maybe not vote for that deserve recognition. I put Mike Miller at number 13. Do I think he's the 13th best player in the league? Maybe not, but he is a hundred thousand dollar player that plays special teams and the occasional offensive snap. Why? Because he is that good. He is that impactful. I put uh, Dion Lacey and Derek Moncrief and, um, you know, uh, uh, Jamal Roll is in my top 10. A lot of people don't even know who Jamal Roll is. He is an NFL caliber defensive back for the Hamilton yeah. Tiger Cats. Yeah. Uh, I put a lot of guys there. Luchez Purifoy, maybe the most natural gifted athlete in the CFL today, can kick return, can play safety, can play dime, can play corner. Like these guys are really, really good football players that don't get enough shine. Why? Because quarterbacks aren't throwing at them. They're not leading the league in interceptions. They got, you know, interceptions, but they're not yeah. blowing the, the, the socks off anybody on a day-to-day -day basis because they are quietly killing everybody uh, in defensive backfield. So I, I drew a lot of attention to those guys. Winton McManus, uh, obviously Adam Big Hill and Simone Lawrence, both in my top five, uh, but the usual suspects as well. And Chris Van Zyl and Stanley Bryant, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Revenberg, we had to pick five offensive linemen. So I ensured I did that. I put Sergio Castillo as my lone kicker, all due respect to the kicking game. Chris, I put him at number 40 on my top 40 ballot for the top 50 players. Wasn't Lewis with Ottawa last year? Lewis Ward. Yeah. And you don't think he, I thought Lewis Ward was phenomenal. He, he was good. He was yeah. You know, Ty Long was really good. Boris Beatty. Um, you know, the, that's the other thing too, is that, you know, Devonte Dedman, not eligible because he's not in the CFL right now. He's with the Miami dolphins. So those players that had great seasons that gave them NFL opportunities, yeah. they're not in the CFL as of today. They're not eligible for that top 50 list. So another thing to, to keep in mind. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you know, what? sometimes lists are very, Speculative, yeah, of uh, course, they're they're subjective, they're, right? As they should subjective. be. That's the word I look at subjective yeah. because you know what? Um, you know, it's like anything. I mean, there's always gonna be players that think they should be on the list, and there's always players that maybe you get surprised they're on the list. But I think that uh, it, it's each year it's its own. I know the TSN is, is this a TSN thing you run? The 50? It is, yeah, yeah, Dave Miller puts it together, yeah, we yeah, do it every year, every year, I think. Yeah, um, yeah it, listen. 
I have no problem with your picks. I have no problem with uh, what they do. I've it to me, if the quarterbacking gets better this year, mm, we're gonna yes. we're gonna see who really stands out in that yeah. defensive backfield. Because yeah. the quarterbacking to me, in my mind last year, aside from Zach and maybe a little Mazzoli and a Dane, was shit. Was crap. Wasn't good. Yeah. Unless you blood, it wasn't good. Nope. Uh, I, I completely I, agree. Listen, with you. I love I Michael Riley. I love that guy. He's tough as nails. I hope I he comes back as a coach. There's some rumors. There's some rumors. Is he going to come back as a coach? There's there's some rumors. We'll see. How many times do you see the guy come back as a coach and all of a sudden they say to him, you know what? Uh, we're not getting it done. How about you just uh, drop the clipboard and put on the uniform? That's what well, I'm telling you. I people in Montreal you. want Anthony Calvillo to do that. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony was tough. Anthony was funny because Anthony was not a runner. But no. he could read. He was so smart reading defenses. I mean, we played him in his first year when he played for the Las Vegas Posse. Mm -hmm. And then he went and he was in Hamilton. Right. Uh, you know, and he gradually got better and better. And he went to Montreal and he just exploded, right? I mean, no he, just, he just he just became that guy. But they run a great offense out there. And, uh, you know, he just – he. but that, they had quarterbacks. Think about the quarterbacks. You had Dunnigan. You had, you know, uh, there was everybody had great quarterbacks. Uh, Calgary had quarterbacks. BC had quarterbacks. Um, Man, and Edmonton. that's what I hope. Yep. When I'm looking at the league, I'm I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, Nathan O'Rourke takes it to the next level. I really want to see a Canadian succeed. He's the first Canadian starter since Jerry Dettilio in 1983. Wow. In a regular season. That's, that's how long it's been, right? It's crazy when you think about it, right? Jerry yeah. Dettilio, the guy that beat me in my diet contest. Jeez. In your what contest? I was with a herbal magic contest for the CFL. Who oh, could lose the most weight? Contest. Yeah. Wow. Who could lose the most weight? I weighed in at 370 pounds. I went down to 290. And he you beat lost me. 80. Wow. Yeah. And he so lost you had more. Too, you had too many barley sandwiches. Oh, God. <laughs> and then everybody said, hey, Wall, sorry, man. How you feeling, buddy? Are you okay? Uh, you, you, you're sick. Hey, I go, I'm not sick. Next thing you know, I said, I got to start drinking and eating again. So. But I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I lost 80 pounds and he won losing more weight. So how big was he? No kidding. I mean, when I think about it, either he was really the same height lying down or it was just, you know, and I know round is a shape, but hey. <laughs> hey, Chris, you know, as we put a cap on uh, game day Winnipeg here. We'll Hello. Oh, okay. There's the hotline right there. There's the yes. hotline right there, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Text, call, leave a voicemail. Like during the game, Friday night, halftime, quarter time, during the game, you don't like something? You don't like no. a call Mike O'Shea made? You, you don't like a call that Paul Police made? You got a question? You got a hot take? Call and leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the post-game show. Chris, I, people are calling for you to come on the post-game show. You got your hands full after the game, don't you? Yeah, but there's going to be opportunities during the year for sure. But uh, right now, uh, you know, I'm I'm always doing something. I head to the lake, and I unfortunately we don't have internet out there yet. We're supposed to be getting it, and if we get we'll it, get then it'll be a different out. story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then somebody just texted here, not to get off chalk, but they said, who do you think is going to win tonight between Montreal and Calgary? I'm putting yes. my money on Calgary. Uh, yeah, they're in Calgary. I think Calgary's going to win. I hope my I got all the home teams. I got all the home teams. Yeah. Stamps at home, Bombers at home. Oh, you're paying us ask over half, eh? And then what's – uh, yep. oh, I like that. That's a great question, Brennan. 
Is that Brennan Wolchuk? I bet you my yes. buddy out in Swanee. Oh, could be. Are we going to have Wallaby Warrior the game this year? You know what? We should do something like that. You know what? It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, my friend. There's your games this week. Montreal at Calgary, uh, Ottawa at Winnipeg tomorrow night, that being Friday, uh, and then doubleheader on Saturday. Hamilton at Saskatchewan, the Elks in the Lions' Den to take on Nathan Rourke in his first uh, – well, he, he did get a start late last season, Chris, but we'll yeah. say a, a start uh, in uh, in earnest as, uh, yeah, for as the, the Lions. Yeah, as the number one quarterback, yeah. Yeah, and interesting, the over-under numbers are 47.5 across the board. You'll see those on the ticker uh, down below, uh, except for that Edmonton-BC uh, game. I think it's 48, but the Bombers are now 10-point favorites over the Red Blacks. Do you like them to cover 10 points Friday night? Who the hell? Who? Calgary? The Bombers. The Bombers are 10 oh, the Bombers. Uh, I, You know what? I'll be honest with you. If if this is Ottawa passed, yeah. And I think you're taking a look what they did. But I think that the way they've made the changes, and I think specifically offensively, as I mentioned, with 10 new starters out of the 12, and the fact that they have a legitimate quarterback now in Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yeah. Uh, and a way better offense. Four of the five starting offensive linemen are new. Mm -hmm. So there might be a little bit of the fact that they haven't played together for a long time, the chemistry type thing. But I think they're a much better team than they were last year. I don't think it's going to be as blown out as as as, as everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be close, but I do think the Bombers win. But I don't know what ten points. That's uh, it, it's gone up. He hasn't take that bet. Yeah. It's gone up to ten points. Unbelievable. Uh, the respect the Bombers are getting. Not not really too surprising, but probably getting trying to get people to say, oh. I don't 10 points is a lot that gets the uh it gets the betting going right and then that's all these yeah. uh sports books want to do um cj didick in the live chat saying we're going to see a gray cup preview tomorrow night so he thinks it's going to be ottawa winnipeg in the gray cup chris i want your gray cup prediction and uh maybe one key if you got a couple that's fine to the game uh on friday night well i'm not going to give you a great cup prediction yet no i'll do that you want to see week. okay i want to see every we play I want to see Toronto play first, and then I'll know exactly what I'm playing with. It's like it's like playing poker. If I don't have the cards in front of me, I don't know what I want to bet on, right? So That's fair. That's fair. Uh, thank you, buddy. And uh, as far as tomorrow night, the key, I think, seriously, for Winnipeg, uh, I believe that Ottawa is going to come after and bring everything but the kitchen sink and try to pressure Zach early. I really believe it. So to me, it's, you, you just got to keep uh, – Number eight, Kolaris, you got to keep him standing and keep him clean. Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent key to the game. If you keep Zach Kolaris uh, upright and able to operate, uh, he can win uh, the Blue Bombers pretty much any football game. Yep. Uh, yep. want to just shout out everybody. Thanks for joining us, uh, watching live on Twitter, Absolutely. watching live on, on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, awesome to see the engagement shout out to Winnipeg sports talk for, uh, giving us a raid, uh, as they call it in this world and, and, uh, handing everything uh, over to us and everybody who joined us. We sure hope you come back uh, and join us again on bonfire sports. Uh, Chris and I will be doing these pregame shows every week all season you don't want to miss it this guy is such a wealth of knowledge and pretty entertaining might i say uh as well so uh we'll get your face lit up a little bit better for for next week's game chris i want to you see a little bit hard. more all right put my hat on it. i want a little more detail in that beard that's what uh, i that's want okay, man but you know what i'd rather be dark i'm having you know enjoying the sun i'm getting my vitamin d but uh, hey also you better give a shout out to all the nice sponsors Absolutely, yeah. Everybody who, uh, who helps us. Board, you know, I say this, and I say, welcome to the team. It's great to have them on board with us. And uh, 
I really love the fact that they're with us. Yep. Check them out at uh, maroonsroadapparel.com. Uh, Scottswood Links, great course uh, just west of Winnipeg on Highway number three. Uh, you can check them out at scottswoodlinks.com in Elm Creek, Manitoba. Uh, everybody is jacked up for the season. Uh, Layton, Eric, CJ, uh, Brennan, uh, everybody, John and Andre and Dan and Chris, everybody who joined us uh, in the live chat tonight. Thanks so much. Game day after dark coming up following the game on Friday, just a little bit after the game. I got to get into uh, uh, the Michael Shea press to, conference. I have to just say this. I, <laughs> you know, I got people that somebody said to me the other day, you know, I watch Big Brothers After Dark. It's all about bedroom action and stuff like that. That's says, okay. Is, is Darren doing uh, Bonfire <laughs> After Dark from the we confines will- of his bedroom suite and i went hey you have to talk to Darren about that man zach and i joke you know we get we get it gets a little steamy it's it's some hot takes yeah, in there uh around the bonfire but hey actually it, he does like, a good job too a bonfire you know uh we want to gather around uh enjoy the warmth and uh you know uh talk football and, and talk sports uh so thanks to everybody for uh, joining us around the bonfire on game day winnipeg here Chris, I'm just going to push a couple buttons and and sign off. But uh, your final thoughts uh, as we get 2022 kicked off here in Winnipeg? It's about time. I'm glad the negotiations are done. Yeah, I'm glad smarter heads prevailed, and we got football. And I know tonight or Montreal Calgary is going to be a great game to watch the first game. And I can't wait tomorrow to see uh, the the Bombers play again a, a live game without you know just swapping guys in left and right and you know trying to follow a you know, a million players trying to make the team. Right. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be good to see our offense uh, as intact as they are. The new guys finally we can see Ellingson. Um, it just to me, I'm excited. Get Adam Big Hill. Uh, Biggie's gonna be going crazy back there. Willie probably gonna get another interception. Uh, you never know, man. I'm just I, listen. It's just great to be back. It's great to be here on Bonfire Sports. It's great to be working with DB, and. It is great to be sunny outside where I can get some more sun, have a cold beer, and enjoy. And woo, baby, that's still there, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it. Chris, let's get it going. The banner's going up at IG Field on Friday night. Perfect weather. Get out to the game and be sure to Amen. join us uh, on Bonfire uh, After Dark. Get to see me. And uh, Bonfire Midweek Tuesdays uh, at 7.30. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Talk to you later, guys. Have a great one. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game. Go Bombers. Woo! Leave it.